On the line with me now, the legendary George Thorogood. Hey, George, what's up, man? Well, it's an honor to talk to uh, people from the uh, Buckeye State. You're the Buckeye State, isn't that right? We we are the Buckeye State. We Alabama took it to us a little bit, but we're we're still the Buckeye State and proud of it. <laughs> well, you you should be proud of you got the uh, you got the state that has uh, has produced more American presidents than any other state. And a, and a lot of good rock and rollers too. You got uh, <laughs> who else? U- USS Grant came from there. That's right. Benjamin Harrison. Yep. Um, uh, William G. Hardy. See, you know more about Ohio history than I do, George. That's not <laughs> William Taft. We had some astronauts too, George. We, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You do. You, it was uh, John Glenn. Is he from there? That's right. Yeah. John Glenn. Yeah. You also got um, Wyatt Earp. Why? Do we we don't have Wyatt. We don't have Wyatt Earp. I don't think, All right. George. All right. Uh, well, you do have you do have Mike Schmidt. Yeah, we do. He went to OU. Mike Schmidt's from Ohio. That's right. That's right. And Paul Newman. And Paul, oh, one of the greats. So much more go. than just got, dressing. One of the great got, actors. Uh, you also have Academy Award winner Halle Berry. <laughs> so, you know, you guys are doing, you guys are doing okay. <laughs> well, thanks, you know? George. Way to talk yeah. me off the ledge after that tough loss, man. That's true. I, we, have a, we have a lot to be proud of, and, and so do you, man. And, and the Destroyers live uh, in Boston, 1982. This this reissue, George, it has nine previously unreleased tunes. It's also available on vinyl. Thank you very much. How did how did this reissue come about, my man? Well, uh, believe it or not, Archie, I had uh, little little to do with it. Um, I had little to do with the first copy. It just kind of came out of nowhere. They got this uh, live recording from the Combat Zone at, in, at the Bradford Hotel. And, you know, the powers to be would like to release this. So I, we're, you know, in between records and things like that. And I said, well, okay, well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stand in the way of this. Um, you know, put some product out there. And obviously there must have been a good reaction or they wouldn't want to follow it up with a more extensive uh, release. So um, this, this is more of a company thing. I'm kind of, I'm kind of along, for, along with the ride with this. Along for the ride. I, I got you. But, but George, I'll tell you uh, what I've noticed, especially in the last year, for me as a music fan, as a rock fan, uh, I've been listening to a lot of live albums because I think that's what we miss the most as, as fans. So getting something like this, I, I think this, uh, this whets our appetite for sure. Well, that's the idea. You know, you want to uh, keep people... Um you know, keep in people interested in the act. And, uh, again, if it wasn't something that, um, you know, the record company thought was a, a quality and, and above all, they want to think of something that can sell. So that's kind of flattering in itself. Cool, man. Yeah. And like, and the vinyl thing, it's crazy how that's, that's come back. I mean, I, it's never really left me. I mean, I, I've always loved to vinyl and just holding it and the whole experience that it brings. But to offer that with this reissue, I think that's going to turn a lot of new people on. The hipsters, man, they love their vinyl now, these youngsters. So it's going to turn a lot of people on to George Thorogood, man. Well, we were one of the first people to get back into that as far back as uh, uh, 2009. Um, we made a, uh, an album, of, uh, and we called it The Dirty Dozen. And uh, if we were not the first, you we were one of the first to, to, to start that process over again. Um, and the first one we got, you'll never believe this, but the first one we got, we gave it to the one and only Bob Dylan. Wow. So, yeah, he was very cool when he gave it to him. He just stared at it. And um, it was, uh, 
It, it was quite a moment. I bet, man. How did that all come about, man? When did you when did you run into Bob? Well, I first ran into him in New York City um, when we did it. There was a, um, a, a a tribute to his thirty years in in the in show business. Yeah, we were one of the acts asked. Oh, I was anyway one of the people asked to perform at that particular concert. Um, and then later, years later, um, Bad Bob was doing these, this concert run, and he would do these concert runs um, anyway in L.A. anyway, and he would play like three nights at the Palladium or something, but they wouldn't announce who the opening act was. They'd keep it a mystery. Like one night it would be Willie Nelson, next night it would be maybe Johnny Rivers, but oh, they, would cool. never, they would never say who it was, and that would keep everybody interested to see who it was. And we were selected by Bob Dylan and his people to be one of the mystery guests. Now, if you can't take that as an honor, I don't know what, you know, I mean, that's, that's right you're up there with the, you're up there with the Holy grail right there. So uh, I ran into him backstage. He presented with the record as a gratitude for having his play there. And he was, he was just wonderful. And, and talking about rock and roll heroes, if you go back to 82, uh, your band, I mean, firing on all cylinders at, at this point, you just came off touring with the, with the stones. Did you learn anything from, Keith and Mick, what do you what, what's your what's your memories of that, George? Mick Jagger taught me one one thing and nothing else. The most important thing on stage is the pants. He said it's all in the pants, <laughs> was, which he could have meant several different ways. Right, right. So I learned that from 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 performing, and I said that's that's a that that's a good thing to know. If anybody knows anything about performing, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, you know, you know uh, Mick the Lip Jagger. So. Yeah, I, I picked that up from from that uh, experience. And I've always I've always wanted to ask you this, George. And I've got George Thorogood on the line with me as an '80s kid. I'm a Gen Xer who grew up on on MTV, Bad to the Bone, the video, and that's that's how I, George. I'm not lying. That's how I discovered Bo Diddley. It was the first time I'd seen Bo Diddley, and it was also really the first video that my old man and I watched together because he was such a big Willie Moscone uh, fan, and just an iconic video with the cameos. And what was that set like? Well, actually, it was shot. If you could believe this, it was shot in Bayonne, New Jersey. Um, and next to it was um, a, a boxing uh, a training room, very old. Um, and there were still boxers in there training. And supposedly, it was um, the place where uh, Chuck Wepner um, trained. He was known as the Bayonne Bleeder in those days, supposedly. <laughs> the one who fought Ali in 75 in Cleveland who supposedly Stallone got the idea to write rock. Yeah. But anyway, that's where it was shot. There was a pool room in the next room, uh, not a very good one, I may add, and, and, the, and the, the gym in the next room. The pool room had been shut down, but the gym was still functioning. And I went in there, and I saw, you know, uh, I, I saw Bo Diddley attack the heavy bag, and that, that was pretty impressive. No. Did you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He had, he had, he had fought a little bit when he was starting out, and uh, – he he didn't like it. He, um, you know, when he was about thirteen, he was actually an accomplished violinist, and uh, he, he he turned to boxing. And he and I and I said, what what made you go towards music? He goes, when I played the violin, I heard music. When I got in the ring, somebody tapped me, and I heard bells. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a killer quote right there, man. Yeah. Uh, George, and you're getting back on the road. In 2021, uh, your tour kicks off May 4th. First off, how excited are you? And then also, I mean, what are you hearing as an artist from promoters as far as 
as tours here in 2021? Well, I've talked to a couple of them. I've, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm close to certain people, my people, and uh, they're just as, um, you know, excited to get rolling as the rest of us. And at the same time, we're all still, you know, I don't say at the mercy of the pandemic, but for lack of other words, that's where it's at. Um, you know, we can't really make a move till we till we get this thing straightened out. I mean, that's the priority of the planet right now. Right. So we're we're the, the promoters as well as we are. Um, sure, they want to get back to work. That's how they make their living. That's uh, how I make my living. Um, and also, to some people, that's their passion, like ourselves. So we're we're people are starting to chafe at the bit a little bit. Um, but but for me, I'm more concerned about getting everybody healthy. Let's you know that's fair that's, enough. Yeah, that's you know that's top of the top of the line right there. Everything after that is a bonus. You know, health is wealth. Amen. Amen to that. And and, and George, before we wrap it up here, I have a segment on Fridays, and and I call it's live on the other side, and I and I and I play live music and. Uh, you know, talk about the artists and and stuff and the, and the history of the song. I'd like to ask you a couple, uh, pick a couple different songs. Um, uh, who do you love? First off, playing it live, uh, the connection with the fans, or, or or anything you can give me on that. Who do you love playing that song live, George? Well, I tell you what, um, you know, it's a strange thing, um, Archie. May I call you that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Archie. Um, you know, you know. Later for Edith and the rest of them. So, anyway, Archie. I get that a lot. Okay. Anyway, you know, when I do my show, Archie, when I we lead off with a song, or we give with a song. It's a, a a Chuck Berry type song, um, even if it isn't one of his. When I do, who do you love? And I, I identify certain songs. I get when I'm doing who do you love. I get to be Bo Diddley. I get to be Bo Diddley for five minutes. And then if I do a, a, a cocaine blues, I get to be Johnny Cash. Uh, if we do get a haircut, and I get to be the Rolling Stones, all right? And if I do Bad to the Bone, I get to be Howling Wolf. So that's what's going through my mind when I'm playing these songs. So that's the, that's the, the thrill of the deal. It's like these, these, these are my musical fantasies playing out to a reality in, in front of live people, and I'm getting paid for it. So just, just consider that. Um, that you can, you know, I could put my, my brain behind that song and saying, say, well, are you going to do, who do you love for the rest of your life? And I said, well, of course I am. I mean, that's my, that's my shot. You know, I wanted to be Bo Diddley since I was 16 years old. I mean, come on, you know, this is, uh, this, this, not many people can live out those kind of, those kind of fantasies and make them a reality, Archie. And I, I'm fortunate enough to have that in my lifetime. So that's you. You asked the question. I, I I didn't bring it up. You did. Wow. And one more. One bourbon. One scotch. One beer. I just. Is there a song more fitted for the live setting? I mean, just for the for the breaks in the song and and your personality, the way it comes out. I mean, it's become uh, a, a part of the way my friends and I used to talk. When somebody would say they're funny, we'd say, "Well, now you're funny too." You know, we. It's just. It became a. It's just such a an iconic classic live song george well that line um everybody's funny now you're funny too. <laughs> yeah right? i well i want to know that that was the line that got joe pesci the academy award uh because you know they they they, they took that from john lee hooker we were the first to do that right before joe pesci said it in the movie funny how i amuse you well clown <laughs> funny how so i said hey wait a minute baby 
we 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 covered that ground first. That's right. Okay. That is right. Uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers live in Boston, 1982. Available now on LP, CD, all the digital platforms. Uh, the global tour kicks off May 4th. George Thorogood, man, all the best in 2021. You sound great. Thanks for talking with me, man. It was an honor. Uh, our pleasure, as all. Rock and roll never sleeps. It just passes out.